Did you hear that? Did, whether you're saying it or not, did you hear it? Nothing can ever pluck us from his hand. Now, we sang a lot, but that was a big statement, that nothing could ever pluck us from his hand. That's the power of Christ in us. That's the power of his resurrection given to us by his Holy Spirit that he sent to live in every single one of us who believe. That's power. He does so many great things in our lives through the power of the Holy Spirit. Turn with me, if you would, to Romans chapter 12 this morning. As we continue to look at the great benefits that are ours in Jesus Christ, as we try to have a 2020 view of life and of God and of his word, using the the year that we're having, I'm still trying to, to look at this on a positive note. I'm still trying to look at the, at the, at the year 2020 positively, even though lots of crazy things have happened, it's still a great, great number for us because of what it says about vision. And God gives us his word so that we can look with 2020 vision at life. And we're going to look at that this morning in one of the aspects that he gives us by the power of his Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. These are some of the great, great passages of God's word. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's what we're doing this morning looking at God's word and having our minds renewed. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. We'll have 20-20 vision. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with with the measure of faith God has given you. Just as each of each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. I want to reread that. Verse 4, just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Some of us don't like to think about our physical bodies very much because of what's happening to them. Some of us are young and have no idea what what I'm talking about. You never think about your bodies because they work perfectly and they never hurt and everything's great. But these bodies that God has given us are not only amazing for what they can do, 
for the for the coordinated efforts that they make to accomplish so many things. I mean, just think this morning of all the things that all of our physical bodies have done. Think about all the functions that have taken place to get us to where we are right now. It's it's amazing. It's countless. I mean, we don't even understand all of it. Even people who understand all this stuff don't understand all this stuff. They're, they're finding out new things about these bodies all the time. They're amazing. But one of the great, great functions of these physical bodies is that they are a picture of who we are in Jesus Christ. We started talking about this last week when we looked in Ephesians chapter 5 where Jesus compares husbands to himself. Husbands of wives. Husbands in marriage. And, and how he, like a husband, is supposed to be caring for his, for his wife, how Jesus cares for us because we are a part of his body. He cares and feeds us because we're a part of his body. We are a part of his body. And so this morning, as we talked last week about how he cares and feeds for us, this morning I just want us to think about the importance of every single part of of the body of Christ. And to look at our human bodies as an example of that, the, the very example that God gives us here in Romans 12 and, and throughout the New Testament. And there was a glimpse of it back in Psalm 133 as well, when he says how pleasant, how good it is when brothers dwell together in unity. Just like the human body is great when everything is functioning properly, when everything's working together, when there's no sprains when there's no breaks, when there's no dislocations, when there's no amputations, when there's no surgery. When when things are working right, it is looking good, just as the body of Christ, when it's working right, things are working well. I want us to think about our part in that. You think about what God has done in these physical bodies and how we don't think hardly ever unless they're hurting we hardly ever think about the different parts like the kids said today when i asked them how, how the leaf got here they said i brought it and i did but we but i never thought except for the fact that i was getting ready for this i never thought about all the different things that were going on in my body just to accomplish that simple task And if one part of my body is in rebellion of some sort, which happens from time to time, whether it be a whether it be a cramp or or whether it be a a, a rose thorn, I'm thinking of those this morning because my hand's still feeling it, even though it's my hand's fairly numb this morning because of the temperatures. I can still I can still feel the two pricks that I got yesterday when I was pruning roses. Beautiful, beautiful roses. But I tell you, once those once those thorns get in your finger, they let you know it. I, I hadn't thought at all that day, yesterday. I never had one thought about my pinky right hand pinky finger until that rose thorn got in it. Then I had an appreciation for it. Then I realized, you know what? 
it was it was really helping me with what I was doing because it was harder to do that that job the rest of the way with my pinky not cooperating. And then it got even worse when I got one in my thumb. And then I was trying to operate with just these three th- these three middle fingers on my right hand. I never thought about that thumb. I didn't even think about the thumb when I hurt the pinky. Think about all of the different parts of these bodies and the amazing things that we can do. Now, most of us don't think of the things that we do with our physical bodies as amazing because we're not highly tuned, you know, great professional athletes or musicians or or something like that. We're just average, regular old people. But I'm talking about just the average, regular, daily activities that we do that require all of the parts of these bodies working together correctly to accomplish the things that we have to accomplish. Even the simple task of, and 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 again, it's not as simple as it used to be, but the simple task of just coming here to worship the Lord together. Doing it outside requires even more normal, regular activities. Carrying the chairs, not forgetting the chairs and the blankets and the coats. This morning it had all kinds of extra stuff going on it. All of those things requiring each of our physical bodies to cooperate with every member cooperating with the rest so that they can accomplish these simple tasks. Now God says as he calls us in this this wonderful passage, as he calls us to live our lives in view of God's mercy. See Romans 9, 10, and 11 talk a lot about the mercy of God. And you remember you remember what mercy is? Mercy is us deserving the judgment of God because of our sins. But because of the work of Jesus Christ and our faith in him, he has mercy on us and does not give us what we deserve. In fact, God put on Jesus all of the punishment, all of the judgment, all of the wrath that we deserved. That's mercy. And so in Romans 12 here, he starts out by saying, now I want you to live your lives in view of God's mercy. I want God's mercy to always be in your mind so that you you remember why you have it so good. Why you're not going to be judged and eternally condemned because of your sin against your maker and against a holy God. When you think about that, I want you to live your life in light of that. And, and in so doing, I want you to offer your lives, he says, as living sacrifices. Now, I, I don't want you to kill yourself on the altar. I don't want you to be like a, like a sacrificial lamb on the altar, literally having your, your, your life taken. I want you to offer your life as a living sacrifice. I want everything that you do to reflect what I have done for you. That's what he's saying here in Romans 12. You're not doing it alone. That's why he brings this concept of the body in. Reminding us that we're not serving Christ. We're not living in light of God's mercy and offering our bodies as living sacrifices to him alone. He's called us to do it together. And he's made each one of us who put our trust in Christ, and and please understand this, It's very important that we recognize this. We are only a part of his body when we put our trust in Jesus Christ. 
That's where, that's when we receive his mercy. That's how we can live life in view of his mercy once we've received him. And remember, that is required. We need to receive him because we need to be forgiven of our sins. Every one of us, and the word of God confirms it, every one of us has fallen into sin. Every one of us was born with a nature to sin, to to rebel against God. And so we need Jesus to forgive us of our sins. And he says that he'll forgive us, not by trying to be better, not by trying to get good, not by doing good things, not by going to church, not by singing songs and praying prayers, not by memorizing Bible verses. He says, I will forgive you if you receive me, if you believe in me. That's called faith. And he says, every one of us who believe in him, that he died on the cross for our sins, that he rose again victorious over death, that he sent his Holy Spirit to come and live in all of us who believe. He says, if you believe in me, I will forgive you of your sins. And I will make you, one of many things that he does when he comes into us, I will make you a part of my body. And from that moment on, you are a critical person in the body of Christ. A critical person. And a lot of people are like, no, 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 you don't, you don't understand. I have nothing to offer. I have no talent. I have no ability. I am not a critical part of anything. And I want to tell you this morning, if you've put your trust in Jesus and you have that attitude, I can safely tell you, even though I may not even know you very well, I may have never met you before, but if that's your attitude, I can tell you, you are wrong. Because Jesus himself confirmed here in Romans 12, 4 and 5 this morning, tells us that every single member of the body is important. Every single member. And don't let that word member confuse you into thinking that you have to somehow be a member of a church. No, he's talking about being a member of a body. Like my fingers are members of my body. Like my leg is a member of my body. If you've put your trust in Jesus Christ, whether you're a member of a local church or not, if you believe in Jesus, then you are a member of his body and you are important. And it's vitally important for us to recognize that. That every single one of us matter. Every single one. When you think about the, the parts of your body, your physical body, that, that you think about the least, again, un, until you smash them with a hammer, prick them with a rose thorn or, or something like that. Kick your toe or kick your, your bed in the middle of the night you know, and find out and, re- and remember all of a sudden you have a big toe and you hadn't thought about it in a while. Every single one of us matters. I can't tell you enough this morning how important it was for every single one of us that are here today to come here today. Going through whatever obstacles you had to overcome to get here. 
And you might think, you know what? I haven't done a thing. All I did was walk up the hill or, you know, set up my chair and sit here. I haven't done a thing. Some of you got here early enough that where you saw there was a lot of other activity going on. Sound guys and tech guys and, and, and gopher guys and girls carrying stuff and setting things up and putting things down and all, all kinds of these musicians getting ready and set and the sound guys and all that stuff was going on. And you might sat, put your chair and say, well, I'm not, I'm not that important in this, in this operation. I want to tell you that your being here and being a part of this service is an important part of this small part of the amazing, wonderful body of Christ. Even if you didn't sing a word to a single song that we've been singing this morning, your being here this morning, if you're a part of the body of Christ, if you put your trust in him, your being here this morning has brought something to someone and especially to the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Let's not forget about the head. Let's let's not forget about who's in charge of us. And the fact that, that he has put us together in such a way that all of us fit into the into this body in some way. And so just coming together like this this morning, even if you don't know anybody or don't know anybody well and you, and you, and you don't know what kind of impact you're going to be having, you're having an impact. You've, you've been an encouragement to someone, but more important than to the someone else within the body, you've been an, an encouragement as you've, as you've set apart some time in the beginning of this week to say, you know what? I think I'm going to go and remember my maker because that's who Jesus is. I think I'm going to go and recognize that I have a Savior and that he deserves my worship and he deserves my praise and he deserves my presence in, in worship. And, and you did that this morning and you brought him glory by doing it and you helped somebody else this morning just by doing that. And then from there, on and on and on and on it goes. I want to reflect just for a moment before we close on one of the critical values of every believer. You know, all of us have different gifts from the Holy Spirit. We're not going to talk about those specific things this morning. All of us do have those gifts, but the the main point this morning from verses 4 and 5 of Romans 12 is that regardless of what our spiritual gift or gifts might be, every single one of us is important. And the the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 encourages the Corinthians that were suffering, because at that time when he wrote that letter, a lot of the Corinthians were suffering. He said that every person who suffers suffers so they can help somebody else later when they're suffering. It doesn't matter what our gifts are. doesn't matter what our abilities are. doesn't matter what our talents are. doesn't matter what our positions within the local church are or within a family are. He says every time a person in the body of Christ suffers, he or she does so 
so that when somebody else is suffering later, you can help them get through it. Every single one of us. And I think the reason that he's that he's so general in this one particular um, ministry that we have with each other is because every one of us suffers. He knew when he wrote this that even though he made the world good, that the world through Adam and Eve fell into sin and became a broken place. And every person in it is a broken person. And he knew that even after we put our trust in Jesus Christ, that we were still going to suffer. And so he made us a part of his body. So that just like when any part of the human body suffers, the rest of the body comes to its aid. And that's the picture of the suffering body of Christ. I remember Ricky Kimball, a sprinter in my high school track on my high school track team. I remember him coming around the, the, the final stretch of the 440. That was back when we called it the 440. And his hamstring blew and immediately he was hopping on one leg, grabbing with his two hands his hamstring and hopping along the track. When the hamstring blew, his hands knew immediately, even though they they had no medical training, they knew immediately that that part of his body needed some pressure and it, and they needed it now, and it needed it now. His hands went to work for the hamstring to try to give it some release, to try to give it some support, to try to give it some pressure. He'd never been trained to do that. He knew instantly the moment that that happened, those hands went to work and they came to the aid of that part of his body. Still stands out vividly in my mind because it was so, so dramatic. He was running so well, he was running so fast, and all of a sudden he's jumping up and down on one leg, holding the back of his leg. That's the way we are, body of Christ. Regardless, and we, and we all have spiritual gifts, and we'll get into that, not this morning. We all have spiritual gifts that we need to be using for the glory of God. But all of us are a part of the body of Christ. And when one part suffers, the rest of the body comes to the aid of that part of the body. That's why he says, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought. You're one part. Someone this week will probably thank me for the, the, the live stream that we're doing right now. And they'll thank me for it. And you know how much I have to do with the live stream? Zero. Except to do what I normally do every Sunday morning. But I'm a part doing this little part that I'm doing. I'm a part, a very minuscule part, of what the guys are doing that are in the booth right now and that set up the cameras and they're checking all the, the, 
readings and all that. I mean, I don't even know what all that stuff is. But they're doing that. And people at home that can't come out yet, that can't come to the, to the, the live worship service, in-person worship service, they're benefiting from it. And they'll thank me. And I can think, yeah, I'm pretty cool. I didn't do it. I'm just one little part of this great body, which is just one little part of the great worldwide body and, and cross-generational body of Christ it's that, that lives here and, and in the heavenlies right now. I, we're just one little part of it. But we are one little part of it, and we matter. Every single one of us. So this morning, as Mark started us this morning when he welcomed us, saying that we would have the opportunity to submit to God's word together, here's our opportunity. Do you see yourself as a vital part of the body of Christ? Do you see yourself as a vital part of the body of Christ? His word tells us that you are. So do you agree? And if you agree, then let that impact the way you spend your time, the way you spend your money, the way you spend your energy, the way you, the way you spend your prayers, the way you use your efforts, let it impact everything that you do. Just like your physical body is always, every part of it's always working to serve the rest of that body because it belongs to the body. Remember that you belong to the body of Christ. And the body of Christ, although fully sufficient in Jesus alone, because of the way he's put it together, he has made every single part of us, part of it, important. And so if you're not participating, then the body is suffering. The body isn't as functional as it could be, as it should be, as we do what he's called us to do, living our lives, trying to shine a light in this community and through our, our, our partners around the world. So just spend some time rethinking you as a part of the body of Christ and recognize how important each one of you is to this body. I don't say this because we have long volunteer lists of people that need to sign up for outdoor service and preparation for the indoor service coming up. And, and all that kind of, I'm not doing it trying to, uh, trying to prime you to get ready to sign up to do stuff. Although, I will say this. 
thinking through this verse, these verses that we've looked at this morning should impact every aspect of this local church and, and should impact those sign-up sheets. But that's not why I'm doing it. As we've proven this morning, we can, we can get it done with the people that are, that are doing it. But the body of Christ is at its best like the children of Israel were at their best when they were living together, dwelling together in unity, this local body is also at its best when every single one of us who are believers in Christ recognize that we are a vital part of his body. Let's bow together in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, it's hard for us to imagine that we're important to your body. Most of us don't have a a problem thinking more highly of ourselves than we ought. As you mentioned in the third verse this morning, our situation is that we don't think of ourselves as highly as we ought. Because of what you've done for us because of who you've made us and what you've made us a part of. We don't think about you and and, and you being our head enough, Lord Jesus. And so help us to take this picture that you've painted in Romans 12, comparing our human bodies to your wonderful body, the body of Christ. Help us to see ourselves as a part of your body, a vital and important, a critical part of your body. Father, I thank you for each one who's here this morning. Some serving and and, and working, others serving by worshiping, serving by fellowshipping but each one important. I pray that each one that's here this morning, each one that's listening or watching on on the stream would recognize the important part that they're playing even this morning. Father, I thank you for those who have taken upon themselves the important task this morning of praying for us, of praying for our praise team, of praying for our tech team, of praying for our greeters, of praying for those who are, who are carrying stuff and, and, and doing all kinds of odds and ends of things. Praying for me. I thank you for those who played that important, critical role this morning. I thank you for those this morning who filled others in on what's going on within this body and, and how they can help. For letting us know who's had a tough week for letting us know who had surgery, who had a relapse, or who is feeling down. Thanks for those who took the time to express those things so that we can rally together around those who need some extra encouragement and extra help. And we thank you this morning, Father, for your word. And for the 2020 vision it gives us about what our lives are all about. 
Forgive us if we haven't been recognizing our part in your body. Now we pray that you'd fill us with your spirit and help us to do that. Father, we pray for those this morning who aren't yet a part of your body. And I say yet because, Father, you've obviously been at work in their lives. That they're either here or or watching online and you're at work in them, drawing them to believe in Jesus. Helping them understand their desperate need for the Savior that you provided, that is Jesus Christ, your Son. So help them even further. Help them to believe now. Help them, help them not to put it off any longer. Help them just to say, yes, Jesus, I do believe in you. I do believe that you died to save me. And I do believe that you have given me the gift of eternal life, that I'm secure now in your hand. Give them the courage and faith to say that this morning, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.